In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took a walk one Sabbath day through the cornfields. His disciples were hungry and began to pick ears of corn and eat them. The Pharisees noticed it and said to him, Look at your disciples are doing something that is forbidden on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his followers were hungry? How he went into the house of God, and how they ate the loaves of offering which neither he nor his followers were allowed to eat, but which were for the priests alone? Or again, have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath day the temple priests break the Sabbath without being blamed for it? Now here, I tell you, is something greater than a temple. If you had understood the meaning of the words, what I want is mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the blameless. For the Son of Man is master of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Law In chapter 12 of St. Matthew's Gospel, we see the tensions between our Lord and the Pharisees reach a new level, with them finally accusing him of working with Satan as they began to plot his death. Why would it have arrived at this level of hostility? What seems totally innocent to us, that is our Lord's disciples, plucking grains of wheat on the Sabbath because they were hungry, was seen as a grievous insult to Almighty God. Picking the ears of corn and eating shouldn't have been controversial at all, but this happening on the Sabbath changes everything. Certain works seen as competing with God's creative work were prohibited on the Sabbath. The Jews and the Pharisees regarded picking grain as harvesting, therefore as working on the Sabbath. This prohibition was meant to preserve and honour the sovereignty and authority of God. To challenge this and to break the law would be sacrilegious. It would be tantamount to challenging God's authority. And who was the one who was so arrogant and audacious to challenge God at the beginning of time and thus fell from grace? It was Satan. Inciting the example of David and his retinue, consuming the off-tree bread reserved only for the priests, our Lord was raising the discussion to a different level. If David was granted this privilege by God because of his status, there is someone greater than David here. Jesus, the son of David, is greater than David, and therefore would possess a greater privilege than the greatest king of the Old Testament. Our Lord then used a second analogy related to the priests and the temple. On the Sabbath day, the temple priests break the Sabbath without being blamed for it. An act of worship is no violation of the Sabbath prohibition. Therefore, our Lord's disciples are likened to priests who serve the one who is greater than the temple, Jesus himself. If the old temple was the center of Israel's life and worship, the Lord would be the new focal point for Israel's worship. And so, his disciples are the new priestly ministers serving this temple. Our Lord has already made two seemingly brash and audacious claims. He is greater than David and a temple. Both these claims could have gotten him killed. 
but the third claim would be the clincher. We will see how our Lord would be viewed as a collaborator of Satan, because only Satan had the audacity to challenge God's authority and in fact claim to be on par with God. And so our Lord announces, For the Son of Man is master of the Sabbath. Who is the master of the Sabbath but God? And so by giving himself this title, our Lord was making a divine claim. He is saying that he is on par with God, the one who instituted the Sabbath. This is why our Christian Sabbath is Sunday, or in Latin, literally the Lord's Day. It is the day the master of the Sabbath rose from the grave. It is the day he conquered sin and death. It is the first day of a new creation, and it is the eighth day, the final day of eternal rest and joy. On this day, we put aside all other distractions and concerns to worship the Lord. For as St. John Paul, quoting St. Basil, explains that Sunday symbolizes that truly singular day which followed the present time the day without end which know neither evening nor morning, the imperishable age which will never grow old. Sunday is a ceaseless foretelling of life without end which renews the hope of Christians and encourages them on their way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.